Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. is not a meritocracy, which means that it won't necessarily be the type A overachievers who sit in the seats of honor in heaven. Now see, this will help you to understand so much of the Bible when you realize this. It won't be the type A overachiever who's wearing the biggest crowns, sitting in the biggest mansion, getting the most recognition in heaven. Do you ever feel like if you don't perform at a certain level, God's not pleased with you. Today, you learn from Pastor Robert's message that no amount of performance and overachieving can earn you honor before the Lord. God's love for you never changes. His love for you is an everlasting love. Rest in His love. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 19 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. When those came who were hired about the 11th hour, they each received a denarius. But when the first came, they supposed that they would receive more And they likewise received each a denarius. And when they had received it, they complained against the landowners, saying, these last men have worked only one hour, and you've made them equal to us who have borne the burden and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give to this last man the same as to you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eye evil because I'm good? So the last will be first and the first last. For many are called, but few chosen. Now, there's a lot we could unpack from this, but I I just want to give you three points to consider. Number one, Jesus made it clear that the modern concept of fairness is not the same thing as justice. He tells the ones who had worked all day that he paid them a just wage. He paid them exactly what they had agreed to work for. They agreed on the the denarius to work 12 hours, apparently, so he gave them a denarius to work 12 hours. The fact that he chose to be generous with those who had only worked nine hours, six hours, three hours, even one hour, well, he says, it's nobody's business but mine. It's my money, and if I want to give these people more for less, I gave you what you agreed to work for. So what's up? Verse 13, he answered one of them and said, friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go home. I wish to give. I want to give. I want to bless this guy. Is Is it illegal for me to bless this guy? And then he asks this statement, or is your eye evil because I'm good? 
In other words, this is point number two, by the way. He calls out the complainers for being envious. And see, what he's telling them is that their complaints were actually not born out of a dissatisfaction with how they were treated. Their dissatisfaction was with how the others were being treated. And you know what? That one's like, oh, that one got me. That one got me. You know why it got me? Because I realized God has been so good to me. He has been so good to me. I have an amazing wife. You guys know I have a woman I do not deserve for sure. I have wonderful children who love Jesus and just doing their best to follow Jesus. A couple of great, beautiful grandchildren. You know, he's been really good to me. So merciful. Then when I see some guy buying a house in Greece, I'm like, what's up with that, Jesus? What's up with that? You understand? It's not that I'm dissatisfied with my stuff. I'm like, why did he get that? I've worked harder than him. I know I'm better than him. I know I'm more righteous than him. I love you more than him. I know I, you understand? I get all self-righteous and wicked and disgusting. And it's like, oh, I get envious. And if you allow envy in your heart, the Bible says every wicked thing will show up. Again, the book of James, by the way. Every evil thing, every evil thing, the Bible says. If you allow envy to take root, you have to cut it out. You have to cut it out. He's been better to me than I deserve. If he wants to be more generous with somebody else, I need to let it go. I need to let it go. Now, before we consider the third point, you need to remember the context. Peter was asking Jesus a question about what he could expect as the return on investment, so to speak. We've We've left everything and followed you. What do we get? And Jesus said, a hundred times more than you've ever walked away from. And more. And eternal life. Right? The kingdom of God, this is, the, this is point number three, the kingdom of God is not a meritocracy. Which means that it won't necessarily be the type A overachievers who sit in the seats of honor in heaven. Now, see, this will help you to understand so much of the Bible when you realize this. It won't be the type A overachiever who's wearing the biggest crowns, sitting in the biggest mansion, getting the most recognition in heaven. No, it's just going to be the one that Jesus decides to be the most generous to. So often when I read through the Bible, you know, I'll give you a great example. Now, some of you will get it and some of you won't. I get that. But Moses' brother Aaron... When I read the Bible, I'm like, you made him the first high priest of Israel? Are you kidding me? The guy, I don't, I'm lost about why God did that. But God did it. God did it. See, some guy like Joseph, righteous guy, I mean, he just, okay, him, I, I get it. Because Joseph, he, he seems to have just kept to the faith all along. He's a good solid man. Moses, another one, you know, really good solid man. And then there's Samson. And I'm like, you list Samson as a man of faith in the Bible? Samson, to me, he's not somebody I would hold up as an example to the men's group of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. You understand what I'm saying? Samson would not be on my list of people to point to. And yet God says, no, there's stuff you don't know about Samson. There are things you don't understand about Samson. Hebrews chapter 11, he's, he's one of the list there the, of the faithful men of God. Wow. 
Speaking of Hebrews chapter 11, you know, that, that list that God gives us there of, of men and women who, who exemplify what it means to live by faith. And then in verse 39 of Hebrews chapter 11, we're told all these having obtained a good testimony through faith. In, in other words, because they, they lived by faith to such a degree that God wrote their names down for all eternity to set forth to us and say, look at these men and women. These are godly men and women who live by faith. And then he says, they did not receive the promise. What? I remember reading that for the first time. I got really upset. These, these, are, these are men and women who lived by faith. And God sets them forth to us as examples to follow. And then he says, but they did not receive the promise. And I'm like, okay, you lost me. I don't, that's just not fair. But see, there's that issue again. Our concept of fairness is too often grounded in a corrupt sense of entitlement. And we have to come to grips with that. Now, now listen, before you get too upset with me about it, I want you to think with me. Please, just imagine, imagine with me, okay? Seriously, just try to use your, use your sanctified imagination with me for just a minute. And think about the person you love most in the world. The person you just, you love them more than anything, anybody in the world. And it's Christmas morning, and you have prayed about what to give them. You've saved up your money. I mean, you've, you've really gone, you know, you've gone all, all out. I don't mean like, you know, sparing all expense. I'm just saying you've bought them what you believe to be the perfect gift. And they start unwrapping it. And you see the excitement on their face and the joy when they open it and realize what it is. And you realize, I nailed it. <laughs> right? Now, everybody with me? Now, which is going to bring you more joy? Having nailed it and knowing that you've just succeeded in blessing this person you love deeply. This first book of the New Testament informs you well about the Son of God, Jesus Christ. It details his birth and life, his ministry and then his death. But it also tells you that he rose again. Jesus is victorious over death. And even more, he's alive today. Your Savior lives and you can rejoice in that. As you listen to Pastor Robert's message today on Main Thing Radio, you may have realized that you've never given your life to Jesus. Or maybe you've been a believer for a while, but you haven't taken steps to actively live for Christ in your daily life. Today's the day to change that. You can start right now. We'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That's 305-531-2730. 
We're so glad you joined us today. You can hear more teachings from this series in Matthew right now by visiting MainThingRadio.com or just download our mobile app. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook and Twitter too. There you'll be able to get the latest information on Main Thing Radio and Calvary Miami Beach. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Find links at MainThingRadio.com. We'd like to meet you too. You're invited to be part of our worship time at Calvary Miami Beach. Just visit the church page under About at MainThingRadio.com. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to Main Thing Radio. Radio.